Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for female runners wanting to resolve their chronic fatigue and return to their running with more energy. I'm your host, Pamela Otero, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a certified running coach, and someone who's personally traveled this path. If you're a woman who's frustrated with not being able to run the way you used to, and you're ready to ditch that energy-depleting fatigue, then sit back, grab your favorite glass of kombucha, and learn how it's totally possible for you. Well, hey there. Fancy meeting you here again this week. I hope you're cruising right along and things are going well with your family, with your work, and especially your energy this week. I hope you've been able to take a listen to the past two episodes in this three-part episode training series, all around heart rate training and effort-based training. I also hope that you've been able to calculate your specific numbers using the workbook I created to go along with this series so that you're actually able to implement those two methods as well as the one I'm going to share, be sharing with you today. Now, if you haven't yet done that, not a problem. You'll have as much time as you need to listen, to go back, listen to those episodes that you missed and work through the workbook to calculate your numbers when you get some free time in your schedule. Now, honestly, do we ever really have free time? Do we ever really get any free time? We're always pulled in all sorts of directions. And so a lot of times we don't have free time. So we got to carve out some time for ourselves so that we can move the needle, move ourselves forward in improving our health, our wellness, our fitness, and just doing what we need to do to take care of ourselves. So carve out some time, go and catch up on any or both of the episodes if you've missed those, snag the workbook and calculate your numbers so that you can actually use the methods I'm sharing with you in this episode and in this three-part series. Now, if you missed the memo on the workbook because you're totally like me and you fast forward through the intros and all that stuff as podcasters, you know, throw at the beginning of each episode, you're wondering what workbook? There's a workbook that goes along with this series? Yep. But don't worry if you skip the intro and you'd like to snag it, all you got to do is head on over to PamelaOtero.com forward slash workbook. And don't worry, I don't make you jump through all sorts of hoops to snag it. I don't have you searching tirelessly in your spam or promotions or your inbox for the darn thing. Nope. I make it pretty darn easy. So go grab it. All right. So up until this point in the series, I've shared with you how and why I use both heart rate training and effort-based training to manage my energy and fatigue and still be able to run. And the reason I wanted to share both of those with you first before today's method is because both of those methods are methods I use with today's method. And today's method that I'm going to be talking with you about, in my opinion, it's probably the most important of the three um, because it is the one I use no matter what. 
I use it with heart rate training. I use it with effort-based training. It's the method I use all of the time. Even before I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue and even before I had any energy issues at all. It's the method that I have used since 2005 and it's specifically the running interval method. Now, if you've been a listener of the podcast for some time, you've probably heard me talk about it a few times over the past few years, but today I'm going to share with you how I use it a little bit differently than I did when I started using it back in 2005. And the reason I wanted to include this in this three-part training series is because without it, there is absolutely no way, no way whatsoever that I would have been able to continue coaching clients over the years, running races, and secretly struggling behind the scenes with my health issues and run if I didn't have this method. It's the only way I've run since 2005, and it's the only way I will ever run. But today, I'm going to explain this method a little bit differently and in a bit more detail than I have in past episodes. I'm going to share how I use it now as I'm working to both manage my energy and move my body while also doing other holistic things in my life and with my nutrition to really work on reversing my chronic fatigue once and for all. And as I mentioned in the last episode, I think it's important for me to just kind of reinforce or or reiterate, there were many days and even weeks where I wasn't able to run at all. I wasn't able to do much of any physical exercise when my fatigue was just so extreme. And unfortunately, I don't like to admit it, but unfortunately, there were many times where I totally pushed through that fatigue. And honestly, I don't even know how I pushed through, um, but I pushed through because I had to teach strength classes with my running clients when I totally shouldn't have. And believe me, I paid the price for it because most often after teaching my class, I immediately had to lay in bed. I was wiped out and emotionally and uh, and mentally drained. And I would pull myself up and out of bed, you know, slowly doing a few household chores or doing a few work tasks. And then I would slowly drag myself back to bed. And if you're someone who's currently dealing with that kind of extreme exhaustion, maybe you've been diagnosed with chronic fatigue, maybe you haven't, but you know something just isn't right. You know that you just don't feel well, you're wiped out all of the time, and you just feel completely depleted. Then I want to highly encourage you to do something today. I want you to stick around and listen to this episode But I want to highly encourage you to not use any of these methods right now. Please don't do the stupid things that I did like pushing through because I was so concerned and worried what my clients would say. Pushing through because I was worried I'd lose my fitness and conditioning and gain weight. Or pushing through because you think you should. 
Take it from me. Pushing through, you're going to pay the price. You're going to make your symptoms worse. You're going to cause other body functions to break down. And you're going to be stuck in this place that I know you don't want to be for a longer amount of time. So instead, today, I want you to take the information that I'm sharing with you and that I've shared with you over the past few weeks, put that information in your back pocket and pull it out down the line when you're in a place of building yourself back up from rock bottom. And if in fact you are feeling like you're at your rock bottom, that there's no way you can even think about running right now, and you desperately want to feel better and be well, then I want to encourage you to reach out to me via email. I haven't really been on social media lately. I'm going to jump back in probably in a month or so. I just kind of needed to step away and take a break. But I would really like for you to reach out to me via email. My email is Pamela at PamelaOtero.com. Pretty simple. Um, And I want you to reach out to me because I'm currently creating a beta program specifically for, for women like you. And I really would love to have you be a part of that. I have slowly over the past few years built myself back up from rock bottom. And I really want to help you do that too, so that you can get back to your running, so that you can get back the energy that you once had And so you can get back to the things that I know you absolutely love. So please don't be shy. Just let me know you're interested in learning more. That's all you're doing is letting me know that you're possibly interested in hearing more about it. Um, Because the reason I'm talking about this today, the reason I wanted to do this series, um, the reason that I am talking more and more about being a runner and dealing with chronic fatigue is because I know There's other women like you who are experiencing it too. And, you know, on the flip side of that, if you're someone who doesn't deal with this debilitating exhaustion and you're listening here today because you're wanting to learn about it because you're feeling fatigue on and off or you're just wanting to learn more about running, then just know that all of the methods in this three-part training series are great methods, really great methods for any and all runners to use. All right, you ready to jump into the third and final method in this series, the running interval method? Yeah, me too. So plain and simple, if you're not yet familiar with this method of running, the running interval method, it's basically running in a way where you consistently shift back and forth between running for a set amount of time and then taking a brisk recovery walk break for a set amount of time. And to figure out what those times should be for you and how long you should run for and how long you should walk, you need to determine that um, interval by following a specific and detailed workout, which I walk you through step-by-step in the workbook, Um, you need to follow that workout to determine your numbers. So using your current energy state, how much energy you have right now with where you're at, with your health and your life, 
um, which is also connected to what your current level of fitness or conditioning is, you can determine and calculate the exact running interval that is best for you to start with where you're standing right now. So there is a way to calculate a specific interval for you. And I say that and I emphasize that because there are so many women that I talk to that tell me they run using intervals. And I always ask them, well, what's your interval and how did you, you know, determine it? And nine out of 10 times, they just say that they randomly picked an interval out of the air. And although you can totally do that, you can use intervals with your running and just randomly pick an interval. Um, The reason I think it's best to go through the process and perform the workout that I explain in the workbook is so you're using an appropriate interval for where you're at right now and with your current energy state. Because with running, let's say if you have been choosing right now up until this point to run continuously without taking any breaks, you are working your muscles repeatedly step after step. That's the nature of running. And over time, that constant running um, causes your muscles to eventually fatigue. And if you're already someone who's struggling with a level of chronic fatigue, those muscles will be um, more than likely will fatigue much, much sooner. So by using a specific interval consistently throughout your runs, instead of running continuously, you'll be able to feel stronger, your muscles will have more energy, and you'll be able to maintain a more consistent pace throughout your entire run. You'll also be able to delay that point of muscle fatigue, that normal um, fatigue that your muscles will experience beyond where it would have been if you were running without taking any recovery walk breaks. Not to mention, you'll be able to maintain or do a better job of maintaining your overall energy, which is the main purpose for the sake of this episode. That's the main purpose, managing your energy. Now, in order to calculate the right interval for you, you need to know your baseline time that you come up with after doing that workout that I explain in the workbook. And once you get that baseline time, it's important to know that you use that time to calculate your interval. And the calculation um, that I have included in the workbook, I have used a slowdown um, factor or a slowdown calculator for specifically a 5K distance, okay? And I use a different slowdown factor or a slowdown calculator for different running distance. So there's a different one for a 5K versus a 10K versus a half marathon or a marathon. Because as the distance increases, the longer you run, it is absolutely normal for your pace per mile to slow down because you're on your feet longer. So there is a specific slowdown uh, calculator that I use, um, taking your baseline time to figure out your suggested running interval. Um, And, you know, each of those distances, like I said, they have their own slowdown calculation. Now, in the workbook, what I put together for you, I specifically provided a table 
of suggested intervals for you to get started with um, based on a 5K distance. And I chose a 5K distance because I thought those would be the best intervals for you to start out with and probably the best intervals for most of my listeners um, that we'll be starting out with. And that's why I chose the 5K distance. So when you look at that, you're going to see the table um, where I'm going to have on the left-hand side all the different baseline times um, that you will know which one yours is after you do that time trial workout. And then you'll follow it along and you'll be able to see what your suggested running interval is, how much time you should run, and then how much time you should walk and, you know, switching it back and forth. Okay. Now, if you're someone who's running longer than three mile, 3.1 miles of 5k, um, then more than likely your interval is going to be different um, because the calculation, like I said, I use for longer distances is different. But I really wanted to start with a place that I think will be most accessible to you and to most women who are listening, um, you know, to the podcast. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope it isn't too confusing. But once you take a look at it, um, you'll be able to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Now, you might be wondering how I came up with this method and how I use it. Well, first off, I want to just say that the concept isn't 100% mine. Back in late 2007, I started working for Jeff Galloway as his program director for the state of New Mexico. I actually brought his national program to our state because we didn't have one here. Now, you might be familiar with who he is or you might have heard his name before, but I worked for him for about three years until I went through my divorce in 2010 and had to stop coaching for just a bit. Okay, so the foundation of this method, the running interval method, um, it originated with Jeff. But, you know, later when I resumed my coaching after, you know, kind of finding my footing after my divorce, I, I didn't go back and work for him. Um, I made some modifications to his suggested intervals, partly because I thought some of them were way too short. Um, by the time you started running, you had to switch to walking. Um, and I didn't think it was very efficient or kind of a good use of energy. There was just too much um, switching back and forth in such a short amount of time. And I think it's helpful to kind of get into a little bit of a running groove before you have to switch to your brisk recovery walk. So I did make some modifications to his suggested intervals. Um, and then I also added um, some different warm up and cool down drills um, to his baseline time trial workout that he put together. And um, the other thing I did was I did away with his um, pacing structure when it came specifically to pacing during a training run versus pacing when you're running a race. Um, and because the reason I did that is because my clients um, were and, and really still are more recreational runners. I don't um, coach competitive runners. And so I didn't feel that having two different paces um, for my clients to worry about was very supportive of their efforts and their goals. And I didn't feel it was helpful for them to always be so focused on what their pace was every single run. 
I really felt that it was best to have them use their running interval that they did determine based on their baseline time trial and then their specific training distance and then really have them learn how to tap into what their body was telling them when they were out on a training run versus in a race. Because I do think that intuitively we all have the ability to sense that effort and then make those adjustments instead of constantly being fixated on um, our pace and what our watch is telling us and just kind of perseverating on that. So I made those modifications um, and that's basically why I did that, but I hope that makes sense. So I didn't originally create this method. I, I just created the name, the running interval method um, with those modifications. And I changed the name just out of respect for Jeff and also the fact that he does have a very specific and structured run, walk, run method. Um, and I just kind of created a little bit more flexibility with it. So um you know, that's where that method came from. So the next thing you might be uh, curious about or wondering is how I use this method today considering my health issues. And, you know, when it comes to managing my energy, um, like I said earlier, I always use the running interval method. That's how I run. I have always run that way since 2005. And um, if you want to know my story and why, I think it's episode one or two, Push Through the Pain and Interesting Things Happen. If you haven't yet listened to that, go back. I think it's episode one or episode two. And you'll know why I switched the way in which I started to run um, back in 2005. But I always use the running interval method alongside either heart rate training or effort-based training. Those first two methods that I, I shared with you these last few weeks. So I'm always running and walking with my specific interval that I've calculated for myself while either staying within a certain heart rate training zone, usually zone two and zone three. And then again, I know my specific numbers for those zones because I've calculated them um, or I'm running and walking with my interval using the Borg rate of perceived exertion scale, which is what I talked about last week. Um, and I usually stay anywhere between 11 and 13 on that scale. And, you know, if ever I feel that my interval is getting hard to maintain, you know, while staying either in those zones or at that rate of perceived exertion, I always lower my interval. So I'm either running less with the same amount of walking time or I'm walking more with a shorter amount of running time. And then there are times during a run, depending upon how I'm feeling and what my current energy level is, I adjust, you know, I make those adjustments and I just switch it so my interval is easy. And in order for me to make it easier, I shorten my running interval or the amount of time that I'm running. That's how I choose to make it easy. And, you know, just know that during plenty of runs, over the years, um, there have been so many times that I've tossed my entire interval out the window altogether, and I've shifted into briskly walking during that entire distance, keeping my effort or my heart rate where it needed to be. Okay, so I, I'm not, um, I don't have a problem with, 
you know, tossing the interval out the window, not running and shifting into a walk because I am still moving my body. I am still keeping my heart rate up. I am still doing great things for myself. I'm just doing it in a gentler way. So don't be afraid or don't feel, um, I can't tell you how to feel, but I would encourage you not to um, criticize yourself or get down on yourself um, if you feel the need to walk because it's all wonderful and it's all good for you. Okay. And so, you know, the reason I toss, you know, I have over the years and I do often, depending upon my energy, I toss my interval out the window and I walk um, for my workouts is because, you know, the way I look at it now, it's, it's not worth it to push myself too much on a single run to then have me down and out for days afterward. You know, in order for me to be able to continue running as I work through my health issues, I have to really be honest with myself. And more importantly, I have to honor my health. Because not only does pushing harder make things worse, but it also puts added stress on my body because I'm super sensitive to stress hypersensitive actually. And that stress dumps critical minerals inside my body that my body requires to function properly. So if I let go of my ego, if I don't let my ego get in the way, or I, you know, if I focus too much on what I used to be able to do with my running in the big picture, it's just not worth it. I don't let my ego get in the way. I don't get let what I used to be able to do get in the way. I just focus on where I'm at right now and I'm moving forward from there. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Okay. So that's how I use the running interval method, how I make those modifications. Um, I use them alongside those other two methods. Um, and, you know, as I wrap up today's episode and this three-part series, I really want to encourage you, you know, I've mentioned the workbook, but I want to encourage you to grab the workbook so you can take a look at the six steps that I've put together to help you calculate your baseline time and determine your running interval based on your current energy state. Because knowing your numbers is how you'll be able to move forward implementing the running interval method along with the other two methods I shared with you over the past few weeks. Okay. I understand, you know, it's great to consume information. It's great to learn um, more and more about running, but um, it really doesn't do much unless you choose to implement it. And so I really hope, you know, I didn't want to put together a workbook that was filled with fluff in empty pages. It really has calculations and things that you need so that you can find your numbers and really put them into action and start experimenting with them. Okay. I really hope you found this three-part series, you know, to be both valuable and insightful. Um, I hope that you will choose to play full out and give them a go. I really want you to feel confident in managing your energy as you navigate your journey with either chronic fatigue or extreme low energy. I want you to feel good about what you're doing and do it in a very safe way. 
Um, And again, you know, I'll bring this up again. I want to encourage you to reach out to me via email, Pamela at PamelaOtero.com. If you're either a new or experienced runner that desperately wants to get back the energy you once had, you know, you really want to reduce your chronic fatigue and you really want to get back to the running that you love, just like I did. I'd really love to have you be a part of that beta program that I mentioned earlier that I am putting together. It's going to be with a small, intimate group of women um, where you will help co-create this new program with me. Um, I have it outlined. I know what's worked for me, but it's different when um, I am coaching and teaching it to a group of people. And so I would love for you to co-create this new um, program with me as I coach you through my process, my framework, and show you firsthand how I have been able to do it and really how I can help you to do it too. Because I know I'm not the only runner who's dealt with or is dealing with these issues. And I want you to know that you don't have to go at it alone. So please reach out, send me an email, just let me know you're curious about learning more. That's all you're doing. Just you're interested. All right. Well, I look forward to hanging out with you next week. Same time, same place. But until then, I'd love it if you'd go grab your running shoes, lace up and go enjoy the beautiful outdoors. Outdoors.